You know, I guess I don't realize how to count backwards from 20 because we looked up and I we were on the air. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'm going to start it again. But from 20 backwards, welcome to Off the Record with Randall with Howie Cheney. Energy good tonight, Howie? I hope so. I, I've been told and I've read where I need to have more energy. So we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I got a comment. You needed more energy. I was like, yeah, you come work about our jobs and then have more energy. Well, welcome everybody. Let's, uh, let's quickly get through, uh, the, uh, hellos. And, um, we're going to do a few minutes of NFL real fast, get through some stuff with the NFL. And then we are immediately going into a review of AEW's all out. Uh, Howie, we made a, made an audible at the last second. We said if we started on all out, we'd never get to any NFL. And I feel like that was a good call. Yeah, absolutely. Cause we talked about it probably for a good 30, 45 minutes on the phone last night. And, uh, so yeah, that, that is a great call. Cause like you said, we could probably go two hours and, get through the first three matches and still have about four more matches to go. So uh, let's get this NFL started. Uh, first game Thursday night, talk about it real quick and then move on to the all out and speak on that as quick as possible. We will, but let's start with that Thursday night. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, you are a season ticket holder to the Atlanta Falcons. You have been for multiple decades. $582 for two, for a seat for Tampa, Dallas. Mm. Ridiculous beyond my, probably beyond me at that point. Oh, yeah, me, me as well. That's the, uh, when Tampa Bay comes in, that's the highest price ticket that we have is the Tampa Bay because of being the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, everything is doubled around there. Parking, the first time I went and parked in front of the stadium in the Georgia Dome, it was, uh, you know, around 30 or $40 to park. But then when the defending champs at that time, which was Tampa Bay Buccaneers, came to town, the price for parking nearly doubled. So so, uh, so you started with the Bucks, the world champion, and now you're to the Bucks as world champion. We're, we're back with Bucks again. And like I said, the parking used to be like 30 or $40 there across the road from the Dome. But when the, when the champs comes in, it's up to like eighty to ninety dollars because they know everybody wants to see the champs. Well, let's let me, just to let everybody know, we'll never tell them how we park ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Howie Cheney, do not spill that on this show. Uh, so we'll 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 keep that one. You and uh, you and Coach Benefield came real close to spilling it that time, giving me a hard time about getting in and out of Atlanta, but uh, nothing was actually said. Uh, we did not. <laughs> we did not give away any secrets. All right, that's a great game. Uh, Dak Prescott coming back off a big injury. And if you want a more extensive breakout, turn into the three R's tonight. We're going to go deep into each game. But for us, we're just going to touch them real fast. I think that's the storyline is Dak coming back off an of injury versus Tom Brady and the pack, the, the Bucks. So uh, it's a great game to start with. I'll say that. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. And, you know, I was thinking about that game earlier today and I had mixed emotions on who I would pick as far as who would win, because you got Tampa Bay ring ceremony, unveiling another championship banner and all that stuff. Then you got Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott playing his first game and, uh, nearly a year after that horrific injury he had last year. So I really don't know who I would pick, but I'm giving Tampa Bay the home field advantage, and I think they will win. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. And I'll go into more again on three R's. So then we'll start with Sunday, 1 o'clock, our Atlanta Falcons take on the Philadelphia Eagle and Jalen Hurts, your Alabama boy. So uh, give me your 30-second overview of that game. Go Jalen Hurts, but let the good guys win at the end. Uh, would your pick be the Falcons? They are the good guys. Okay. Well, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the bad guys. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the. I'm gonna pick the Eagles to win that game. Uh, let me hey. let me make a note real quick. Minus one ticket to a future Falcon games for Randall. Okay. 
If you're going to do that every week, I'm getting canceled. I'm dying to go for a few years. They have not impressed me in the preseason. I think I picked them to win that game when me and you and Jamon actually went through it. And I'm now, I'm probably the opposite. Buffalo hosts the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers with three new starters in the offensive line. Najee Harris, Ben Roethlisberger, 39 years old. To me, the, uh, the, the Bills are the closest to the Chiefs, and I, I'm going to pick the Bills here. Yeah, I'm picking the Bills, too. Uh, you know, Steelers lost a lot. Still got a lot coming back, though. You can't count Big Ben out, but uh, Buffalo been at home. You got to go with the Buffalo. So this game was announced before the season, before the trade happened. But week one, Zach Wilson versus Sam Darnold, uh, the Jets, at the Panthers, I actually think Sam Donald Donald and the Panthers get it done. I think the Panthers are a better football team than the Jets. Oh yeah, they'll. I think uh, Panthers will win. They're at home, not only because they're mm-hmm. at home, but uh, uh, you know, we got McCaffrey in the backfield. There, it's going to be hard to contain him. McCaffrey coming off of multiple injuries last year. So yeah, absolutely. Gotta, you can tell. Not sponsored should be. Colonel, we had dinner from you. All right. I, and I think this is a good game. The Minnesota Vikings travels to the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow coming off a horrific injury. I kind of like the Bengals to win this game. Uh, uh, Joe Burrows, he showed a lot before he got hurt last year, but uh, I got to go with Minnesota. Uh you got you got that running back up there, wasn't uh, Dalvin Cook? I think it is. Yes. Um, you know he's going to be hard to handle. I got to go with Minnesota on this one. Well, everybody's got to go with a few upsets, so uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Next game we'll talk about. Um, I think this is interesting. How much we see Trey Lance play as the 49ers visits the Lions, and from what coach? And it's a we're both familiar with Shanahan. We had him at three years as an offensive coordinator, maybe four. I never saw him rotate quarterbacks, but his claim is he may rotate quarterbacks in this game. How much do you expect to see Trey Lance and who do you like to win this game? I'm one, I'm a believer. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. And so I don't, and being in the professional level, I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm going to say here and tell you, be Honest about it. I have no idea who Detroit's starting quarterback is. Jerry Goff. I don't know who Detroit's starting quarterback is, so I'll Jerry go with the 49ers. I'm the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, for the Rams. So. Yeah, I mean, he did good, he did good with the Rams, uh, but he had a lot of help around him. Yeah, he had a lot of help around him with the Rams. Uh, I don't think he's got that type of help with the Lions. No, yes, Hawkinson and Swift, and they're out. The receivers outside are just—I don't even know who some of them are. True. Right. I'm going to pick the Niners to get it done. I think that Jimmy G goes most of the way. I think until they struggle, we see Jimmy G. But I do think this is Trey Lance's football team sooner than later. Another interesting game. I, I mean, there's a ton of them this week. Trevor Lawrence makes his debut as the starting quarterback of the Jacksonville AEW Fighting Jaguars <laughs> against the Houston minus – I was trying to come up with a way to call it – the Houston non-Watsons, I guess, right. uh, Texans. Uh, I expect Tyrod Tyra Taylor to start the game. I think Trevor Lawrence and the, Tex, uh, the Jags gets it done in week one. If they insist on not playing Deshaun Watson, which is fine, then they're, they're, they might be 0-16. I'm going with the Texans on this one because uh, a rookie coming in there, I don't care who it is, going against a pretty decent, I know J.J. Watt, less Texans defense, but they still got a pretty good defense. That uh, Romeo Cornell, if I'm mistaken, he's still defense defense coordinator there, so he's he going to throw the everything in, you know, everything plus the kitchen sink at uh, – at, uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. So I'm going with Texans in a low-scoring game, though, maybe a 6-3, 9-3 game, something like that. 
I'm standing by my 0 for 16 to the Texans until they win one. So when they win one, I'll start picking them. Until they do, I'll pick against them every week. The uh, Seattle Seahawks, a team that's in kind of a state of flux, I feel like. They're not the Seahawks of a few years ago. Visits the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm not sure if the Colts know if it's Carson Wentz or if it's Jacob Eason. Um, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the the Seahawks on the road. If the Colts know which quarterback it is, I'm tempted to pick the Colts, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the, the Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks as well. Like I said, it's it's another could be another two headed quarterback, kind of like in San Francisco. And if you got two, I, I just feel like you don't even have one. And uh, so yeah, I'm going with the uh, Seahawks as, as well. I mean, it's hard to go against Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is a great game. The Arizona Cardinals play the Tennessee Titans at Nashville. I'll take the Titans, but I think that's a good football game. Yeah, it'll be a good game. You got, uh, you know, you got Derrick Henry, Julio Jones for the Titans. They're loaded on offensive side, but they lost their offensive guru coming to Atlanta. So you don't know how the play calling is going to go. Yeah, if you got Derrick Henry back there, you want to run the ball 30, 40, 50 times a game. But, you know, coordinators don't want to do that all the time. They want, you know, they want that deep ball and stuff like that, especially if you got Jones and Brown on both sides running deep routes. So, so if I tell you, you know, A.J. Green's healthy, who do you like better, Hopkins and a healthy A.J. Green or Brown and Julio? I actually like Hopkins and Green, to be honest. Um, if he's healthy, we just don't know yeah. if he's healthy. Nothing against Julio. I loved Julio. Cheer for Julio. Watched him put up Go, massive Julio. massive numbers in Atlanta, but I also saw him drop some of the easiest passes that I could have caught. Future Hall of Famer. Absolutely. The Chargers and second-year quarterback Justin Abair or Abert or Hubert or whatever they want to call him this year visits the Redskins. My sleeper Super Bowl pick. I'm going to go ahead with the skins, get it done in week one at home. I'm trying to find that game. I, I, I'm totally lost. Chargers, Washington. Okay. You're throwing up Redskins. It, it threw me there for a second. They're the football oh, team. Now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get, get with it, man. Get with it, man. Washington going, football team. Washington football team's got the best defense in the NFL by far. And we've talked about it in the past. The only thing they're missing is a uh, stud quarterback. So uh, I'm going to say uh, the football team, Washington football team, wins this one. I think uh, I think this is one of those games when you sat down week one, you went, hmm, this could be good. The Cleveland Browns, with a lot to prove, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they, you know. This is a tone setter. You don't want it this early in the season, but this is a tone setter for the season for the Cleveland Browns. And if Browns. the Browns are going to do what the Browns want to do, they need to go in there. If they don't win, they need to play play for play with the Chiefs. They can't get blown out by 40. Yes, if it's a 40-point game, Cleveland is going downhill quick. So, But I'm still going to pick Kansas City to win this one. I'm going to, too, but I think it's a decent football game. Then the – the Saban Bowl. <laughs> Miami visits New England. Tua versus Mac Jones. I'm really surprised. I thought Mac Jones would. Have, you know, I thought he would be starting his second or third game when they came in on Thursday night in Atlanta. But all of a sudden, it's his job, and uh, there's nobody behind him. It looks like so. Uh, you know, it's amazing. They're saying Tua is looking a lot better this year than he did last year. Got um, to. But I. I'm going with Miami on this one because he's Miami's got way more offense weapons than what they have in New England. I don't pick against Bill Belichick at home, so I'll go with Belichick and the Patriots. Boy, we're disagreeing a lot today. Uh, next game, the Green Bay Packers visit Satan at Ford. <laughs> I, I like that, yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. You got to, I mean, Saints, you know, they're still not sure who their starting quarterback is going to be. 
It's you know, Jameis, they announced. Well, I don't know. I understand. Week one, he is. But week two, it could be Taysom Hill. You don't know. So, uh, so I, me, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. In the three R's, I'm going to suggest that you play Jameis Winston in Daily Fantasy. I think he may have 300 yards, three touchdowns, but you got to eat three interceptions too. So, I think he has a good day. But I also think he turns it over to the Packers. So, give me Aaron Rodgers with something to prove over Jameis Winston with butter from crab legs on his Satan wandering hands over, you know, Alvin Kamara, I love you, buddy. Uh, but, no, I'll never pick the Saints hardly. Jameis Winston, you got to realize his last pass with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers was a touchdown pass, even though it was a pick six the Falcons made, but it was a touchdown pass. The next game, <laughs> <laughs> the Denver Broncos visits the New York Giants. One of these teams, look, if there's two teams that try to add this offseason to give their quarterbacks a chance, it's these two teams. Um, <clears throat> I think Daniel Jones has as good weapons around him as anybody. I like, you know, Kenny Galladay there now. I really like that the Giants are going to make a step forward. So I'm going to take the Giants at home. Now I'm going with the Giants too. Barkley coming back for what has been out at least a year with that uh, injury and everything. I think week Um, one last year. Yeah, so uh, I'm taking the Giants as well. Sunday Night Football, a real stinker in my opinion. A Justinless Fields, Andy Dalton starts for Chicago against the Rams in the debut of Matthew Stafford. If that was Fields versus Stafford, I'm more interested in this game. As it is, if they're starting Andy Dalton on the road at L.A., give me the Rams. Yeah, I got the Rams too. I mean, Aaron Donald is going to go wild on the Bears offensive line. The Baltimore Ravens and my fantasy quarterback, Lamar Jackson, visits the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll take the Ravens. Some people call the Raiders the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide of the West. but um, They don't win enough. Well, they got enough players. They should be. Uh, I'm going with the Ravens as well. Lamar Jackson's a highlight film. All right. Well, we knew we could force in some NFL if we did it this way. We got through it. Now let's get to the second topic tonight. Sunday was the yearly all all elite all out, and all out comes as close to a starcade WrestleMania. I think AEW wants this to be their premier event during the year. Very interesting pay per view. Shocked, and we'll get to each one of them. Shocked by the number of debuts with the big New York City show just ahead. But let's start, um, and these may not be in the order that they appeared on the show, Howie, but they were in the order that CBS reported them. So <laughs> uh, in the first, in the in, in the 21 purse female casino battle royale, the Joker and the wild card debuting is Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Rod in the WWE. I thought there was a lot of great moments in this match. Um, I thought they told a lot of stories. Uh, the Penelope working with the bunny, uh, Jade Cardell working with, um, uh, what's the big, oh God, what, Naya, uh, not Naya, um, the Indian girl, the one that was the first chance. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose uh, working together, then turning against each other. You had a bunch of uh, a little storyline with legit Layla Hurst. Bunch of stuff. I mean, it was a well booked battle royal. It was as well booked as one of the WWE's Royal Rumbles, in my opinion. But in the end, the debuting Ruby Soho wins it and gets a shot at Dr. Britt Baker, the M. I got to do that backwards. D M D. What do you think of it? You just liked it because Anna J made her debut back after being Anna out. Anna J's back, baby. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it's a lot of story, hey, storylines. You got some competition, baby. <laughs> no, you don't, Jungle Boy. I've seen them. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, yeah. 
you know, I was surprised that uh, Ruby Soho won that being the Joker because all the other casino battle roles, the Joker number 21 has never won that I, that I can remember, uh, which has only been two or three of them that's taken place, but still, uh, but you know, it is a lot of great, uh, like you said, a lot of st- stories told It was a great match overall. It wasn't too clustered. You didn't have all of them in there at one time. And to me, battle rolls and roll rumbles, that's what, that's what kills it for me is because you get so many people in there at one time, you can't see what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Thunder Rosa, I really thought she had a chance to win it. And, uh, well, it came down between her and Ruby Soho. And, uh, so, but anyway, you know, I, I thought when it came down to them too, I thought Thunder Rosa would win, but she put a good showing on and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Thunder Rosa keep on wrestling. I actually thought Thunder Rosa was going to win the thing too, but it makes sense that they're going to throw Ruby right, Ruby Soho. Tony Khan done the same thing and beat himself up over it. <laughs> uh, it takes a minute um, to get used to these names, but Ruby Soho um, will get. And and the thing about it, they don't have to make it an immediate shot. No, they can make it six months down the road. They can do, but it was a very very big pop for Ruby Soho. It was when her music played, you know, uh, it wasn't the biggest pop of the night, but it was a very, very big pop. And uh, everybody uh, was excited. They knew it was going to happen. But uh, like I said, you know, she came out, she looked good, put on, uh, get, did some great moves and everything. So uh, it was a good match overall. Truly a unique individual. I mean, she's yeah. different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then in the, the, the next match um, was the visiting um, from New, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Kojima and John Moxley. Moxley over Kojima was a storyline, a very physical match. Uh, how was that not a physical war? It was a physical match, very physical. Um, I'm just going to be honest. I didn't care a whole lot about it. You're probably going to shoot me for that, but uh, I didn't care a whole lot about it. I, I mean, the match was okay, very physical. Uh, they, they, they laid some chops into each other. I know that. I mean, uh, they, I know. and you sometimes these matches, unless you've been a New Japan guy or an All Japan guy, you don't get them. That was equivalent of Kojima leaving it All Japan and going to Ju- Japan. It's about like say CM Punk signing with AEW. So for him to appear as part of the New Japan, um, it was a it was a big deal. But the bigger deal uh, was Manuel Suzuki showed up at the end of the match, who is maybe the biggest legend in Japan, and actually put Moxley under a little bit with a gout a gotch pile driver. You got to know how big Suzuki is. One for them to have him in that spot. And two, for him to clearly get over on Moxley. Yeah, they're building something up. You know that's going to be the next uh, next pay-per-view match that they have. Uh, them two are going to go at it. And we just saw this last match with uh, Moxley was brutal. Wait till that one takes place. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be unreal. Now, I heard some other people criticizing that match, but I think I think it was a match. I think that was a match for a lot of people who wanted to see this and never had gotten to see it. Right. So uh, I was very happy with the match. I think I, I think I'm kind of the expert to to speak on it. It's exactly what it, you you thought it would be. Um. Next, it now this card, this match moved way down the card as we predicted. There was a couple of things. One, it was the debut of. Uh, the former big show, Paul Wright. Also, it came out that if it ran long, that they had the ability to stuff this match and not even let it be seen. So uh, the big show rather quickly dispatches of QT Marshall. Not a lot to see there other than mm-hmm. what you expected. No, big show came, or excuse me, Paul White came out, did what he was supposed to have done, just dominate because he's so much bigger than anybody and everybody in AEW, he came out dominated QT Marshall. And, uh, you know, uh, there's no favors done on that one there. It was a quick one, two, three. All right. Um, moving on, let's go. 
Well, the way they laid it out, the next match would have been Chris Jericho versus MJF, which could be the main event of any other pay-per-view. There's no could be. It would have been the main event of any other pay-per-view. Jericho, and I did like, and now it's where we'll start expanding everybody, uh, our buddy who will never, ever say anything bad about I'm not even sure we're doing a podcast. It's not for, for old JC and Brian Last, but you know he hates AEW. But we respect, we respect Jim Cornette like you wouldn't believe. But um, Jim Cornette would have either loved or hated the finish of this match. It was straight out of the Dusty Rhodes book. Um, so. Battle going on, good match going on. Been going approximately 15, 20 minutes. Uh, most of the match has been dominated by Jericho. Um, so, cleanly, MJF pins Jericho in the middle of the ring. But uh, let me give us some backstory. So, Wardlow comes out. Jake... Um, I want Hager. to talk Hager, Hager comes out. They're fighting. The referees are trying to break them up. War, uh, MJF pins Jericho. One, two, three. But on three, his leg goes up on the rope. For a minute, you think, okay, that was the screw job we're looking for. This way he can retire. But, you know, throughout this match, I kept thinking the match is playing out for Jericho to retire. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought he was getting ready to uh, get his vocal pipes ready to uh, start broadcasting. Uh, you know, being the uh, replacement for Jr. And uh, but it was a great match from the start to finish. Uh, I like the way it ended. JC probably won't, but I like the way it ended, and uh, it was uh, you know very entertaining. All right, so we brought it up to that point. The referee that was breaking up the fight between Wardlow and Jake Hager enters the ring, talks to her female, I still want to call her Girl Helpner, because uh, that's what she was on the indie. Uh, but uh, talks to the referee, explains what just happened. The ref then restarts the match, and rather quickly, Chris Jericho pins MJF. Um, to save his career. Did you like the match? I thought you pretty well kind of described a finish like that earlier in the week. I did. I, I mean, you can't let Jericho's fixing to hang it up. You know, he's he's ready to tour with Fozzie. I didn't like his entrance. I didn't like the guitar solo. It was too distorted on my end. But anyway, um, you know, he's getting ready to travel with Fozzie, do his music career and all that, do the uh, broadcast. I don't mind him doing that, but when they said would we'll never wrestle on AEW again, I knew that he, he couldn't. Japan bound like I did. No, I, I knew that they couldn't let him lose that, but I thought he might put MJF over somehow. And this way, it's kind of a little bit of both of best of both worlds type deal. Um, by you know by him putting uh, uh, MJF in the walls of Jericho there and uh, making him basically tap out. Right. Um, he went for the schoolboy. The schoolboy kicks out, puts him in a Jericho, walls of Jericho, and he tried to step back and get it even into a single lead Jericho. But still yet, Jericho wins, saves his career. What do you think? Um, what do you think? What do you think that um, Jericho's career holds now? Can I he think he... Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he's got so many people that he would like to wrestle against before he's done. Out of the WWE, where he can do what he wants to, and with a Daniel, a Brian Danielson, with a Adam Cole, with a CM Punk, with uh, you know, potentially possibly a Sting as well. Uh, you know, he he hasn't been able to wrestle a whole lot lately because he had that elbow that. Uh, well, a fractured, dislocated elbow. 
So he's being kind of limited on some of the stuff he can do, but I think he's wanting to make one more good push at being the uh, AEW world champion. All right, a little known uh, trivia here. Do you know he won, um, I think, eight or nine world championships, and he's only won it as a baby face once. Could that be his last moment, maybe a little short baby face run for Jericho with the title, um, call it a career, and head to the house? Yeah, I, I think I think that could be it. Like very good possibility. Uh, you know, the stable that he's got with them, they're all becoming baby faces. And so, you know, that could be in the direction they're headed in. Uh, the stable, we had talked about possibly breaking it up if Jericho loses. I noticed at the end of it was a very strong moment for the stable. They were around Jericho, Hager, Pride and Powerful, Powerful and Pride, Santino and Ortiz. And, of course, the superstar coming is Sammy Guevara in that group. And I think, I think Jericho – I think his last mission in wrestling is to get Sammy Guevara over. However they do it, I think that's his his legacy is to get Sammy Guevara over somehow. And the only way he can do that is if he'll turn if he turns it on them and let Sammy, you know, or come, Sammy make a comeback. Or Sammy turn on him. No, I like my way better. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, you're you're right. Something's gotta happen where they turn against each other and put Sammy over. And the reason I said, you know, make it where uh, Jericho become the uh, the heel, and you know that way Sammy come in being a babyface, and uh, make you know maybe take over the stable. I I think um, I think Sammy's future is as a heel though. So we'll see, we'll see. All right, next match: Shock No. Look like Randall stepped away for a second. So uh, I'll kind of take over. I don't know where he left off at, but uh, we got uh, Miro over Eddie Kingston in the next match. We got uh, Miro taking on Eddie Kingston, like I said. Uh, for the TNT Championship, it was a hard-fought match by both guys. Uh, you got the uh, Miro coming into his own since he came into AEW. It started off kind of slow because of uh, uh, they didn't really know which direction he wanted to go in, he started out with Penelope Ford and uh, them, kind of this video game type deal. So, um, so.
All right. Well, you know, we stayed live. How we did, I don't know, Allie. That was just a, that three-minute interruption was a pause thanks to StreamYard, StreamYard, your streaming network needs. Howie, are you back with me? I'm here, man. Man, you were sitting so still, I couldn't see it. Um, we were still <laughs> on. It was just nothing streaming except darkness. Uh, really, what nothing we could do about that one. Uh, well, I, we I was about trying to MJL. take up take up the slack and everything. And have you been on the whole time? I was, and then when you sent me the text, when I checked the text, it knocked me off. Okay. Uh, it, anyway, we're back on now. Let's finish this up. Sorry about that, folks. Um, as soon as StreamYard come back on, I got back on. It was working perfectly. Right. Uh, the next match uh, we were talking about, Miro over Eddie Kingston, very physical, very, very physical. No Lana. Were you surprised, no Lana? I was. I predicted that she would be there. I really thought she would. Uh, if nothing else, just to be a um, valet of sorts for uh, Miro. But uh, no, no Lana slash CJ Perry. But overall, the match itself, Eddie Kingston's getting to become one of the best wrestlers there is. He's, he's, uh, I, I like him. He's, he don't look like a typical wrestler with all the muscles and all that. He kind of, you know, just looks right. like an old country boy with a pot belly and, and uh, don't care attitude. Let's go back a little bit. What do you, uh, let's give a grade A through L for all the matches. Uh, what do you give the casino battle roll? I'd give it a B. I'll give it a B too. Uh, Moxley Kajimi, I would give a C plus. What would you give it? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I didn't care much about it. I'd have to give it a D. Paul Rott over QT Marshall. That one's tough for me. I want I want to root for the QT and Paul Watt. I'm gonna go D. I'm going incomplete. You didn't see it all then, huh? Yeah, I saw, I saw the whole thing. I just, oh. uh, I, I don't want to give it an F, so I, I guess I can give it a D. Just to give it a great. Uh, MJF, Chris Jericho, I'll give a B. How about you? A. An a? Yeah. I'd give it an A. I, I'd normally give it an A, but I'm about to give out a bunch of A's, and I didn't want to look like a mom. <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston is a great on the mic. I, I mean, my buddy... Fred just just hated this match, but I loved it. Um, I think it went just about the right time. I think they gave you just enough. Someone needed to break Miro's level of invincibility. They they damaged it, but he still comes out as the monster. The ultimate challenger goes down, but you didn't kill Kingston. You gave him enough offense. Uh, I'm going to go... Again, I'm going to go B on this match. Yeah, I, I give it a high C, though. A C plus, I guess. Okay. And just for the record, everything else, the rest of the way out, either an A minus or an A plus. So, um, the next match, yeah. inside a steel cage. Uh, it went about 45 minutes. The Lucha Brothers over the Young Bucks. A title change. I, I, I think I even predicted that one in our show, in our pre-show. Mm -hmm. um, Ray Phoenix and Lucha and uh, uh, Penta win it in an amazing match. What was your favorite part of the match? Uh, I kind of popped a little bit when they threw the shoe in and it had the thumbtacks on the bottom of it. I thought that was pretty cool. I popped for that one too. Uh, I liked it. And then, um, let's see, what was the other? There was one more thing. I can't remember right offhand, but there's something else I popped for, too. Um, the ripping of Penta's mask so you could see the blood. and the, uh, It was it was gory. Yeah. This was not a match. This was not a match you want your, your kid to see that doesn't understand the nature of pro wrestling. The shoe popped me. The, the, um, the, the fact that the Bucks dominated so much of the match 
and Penta kept kicking out or Ray Phoenix kicked out. That I marked out for that, man. That was almost Undertaker marking out for me. I, I liked the cross body off the top of the ring. I, that was the other thing. I didn't really pop for it, but I really liked it. It was pretty cool. Even though even though Penta got in the middle of it to make sure Ray was safe, they had all three catching him down at the bottom. But that's a that's a pretty high cross body coming off the top of that cage. After they went 40 minutes and were bleeding like stuck hogs, um, and then Nick Jackson takes the pin after got 49,337 high spots. Yeah. And uh, Penta running across the top of the cage, that was – I've never saw that before. That was pretty cool. It was. Could this – does it make sense – for the young bucks to lose the title, but yet the elite get stronger here in a little bit. They don't need the titles. <laughs> they don't need the titles to be strong. No, they don't. They've got they got enough people. They got enough charisma to be strong without the titles. They're they're. I didn't care much about them with the titles. It wasn't like I didn't want to see them. It's just I thought some of the stuff was kind of childish being a champion now without being the champion this stuff is probably going to pop me a little bit more because I, for some reason i feel like a champion order i act a certain way and they wasn't doing that so did this match earn some of howie's respect for the young bucks when when they basically did the job for them, yeah, it, it did. Because I really didn't think that they would lose it and lose it clean like they did. Yeah. And, and, and the Lucha Brothers now, I think they can go out and have a bunch of feuds um, with some different people that I've, I've been thinking, you know, they can feud. First off, again, FTR gets involved. Um, Pride and Powerful would be a logical next person to hold the AW Tag Team Championship. You could also maybe bring a team of Jericho and Guevara into it. Um, I think that would be interesting. Uh, also, somewhere along the way, uh, the Jurassic Express has got to win something. Also, I think Private Party is a team that was the original hot team in AEW that's kind of died. Um, some of the, the new has run off a of pirate party. I would think a baby face Lucha brothers feuding with a heel private party would get them both over again. Uh, being Mark Quinn and, and, and the guys from private party. What do you think? Yeah. And, and the one tag team you didn't mention that first came, I mean, when you talk about who they could feud with that first came to mind, they're not really on dynamite and rampage yet, but the young blondes. Yeah. I think that would be a great match. And, 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 and they're, they're positioning them to be a uh, part of the future. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're getting there. It's just, they're not there yet, but this could be something that'll help them get to that next level. They've had them like as team five and, they got them up in a little bit high into the rankings, and they immediately lose. I'd love to see that. Uh, what do you give that match? Yeah, I'd give it a B plus. I'm not going with an A on that one, but it's a B plus. I liked it. It's really good. I, I'm going to give it an A minus, and the only reason I'm giving it an A minus, I think that went long, and I think you could see at the right. end of it the refs are panicking to get them get everybody out of it. The next match. Dr. Bick Baker, DMD, over Chris Statlander. Uh, pretty good. Got an Orange Cassidy involved. Uh, great match. Tony Khan said that's the Dr. Britt Baker's best match, but he also said that was Chris Statlander's best match. And if you're going to have your best match, both of them at the same time, it's got to be at um, the biggest show of the year. I thought Chris Stantlander stood up as a credible opponent. 
Mm -hmm. Um, She wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, she can't win. She gave the sense of realty to it. Um, I really like this match. Told a good story. Um, I thought if we're going to get Adam Cole, it might come somewhere in the middle of this. But we didn't get Adam Cole in the middle of this. But we might later. So before we go any too farther, what did you think of this match? As the uh, CM Punk said the other day, be patient. Um, be patient. Be patient. <laughs> uh, I saw two things in this match that really surprised me. Uh, one of them was uh, Orange Cassidy just going ballistic when uh, Statlander nearly got counted out, just taking his glasses off and screaming and yelling and all that. That's something you, you never see Cassidy doing. And the other one was uh, Statlander just overpowering uh, Dr. Brett Baker by, you know, doing that suplex off the top. She wasn't ready for it, but Statlander was, and she just overpowered her and made her said, it's time to do it, and we're going to do it now. And, uh, but uh, Statlander is, uh, you know, she's a future star. Yes. And not far from it. She's still, um, she's still young. Um, I, did you like the finish that she used everything she had and finally had to go to the mandible claw to put her away? It wasn't like they didn't just kill her character and let her go away fast. That's why I say she's going to be a future star because it took a lot to put her, to, uh, put her out and to get the count on her. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's putting somebody over right there. Yes. All right. What would you give that match? Uh, it's a B plus. I, I liked it. It's B plus. I want to go higher, but I guess I'm going to go B plus too. Um, um, you know, it it could be. You could have said. Uh, you could have said uh, an A minus, but it's it's right there. Um, what did you think of Rebel and Jamie Haters involved in it? It was kind of interesting by what they didn't do. Not by what they'd done, but what they didn't do. They didn't really give the help that you'd kind of expect. No, they didn't. That was That's a good point. You know, you, you usually see the quote-unquote crutch slash Kane that you know uh, Reba slash Rebel walks around with, but I guess she couldn't do that after being in the uh, Casino Battle role, and uh, so it, yeah, they they just wasn't. I, I was expecting something different out of that, and you know that's pretty much a clean win by uh, the good doctor there. Yeah, the next match just because we need the we need the championship match to come last. To me, the headliner, the main event, the over-the-top screaming and yelling again, CM Punk over Darby Allen, mm. and they threw everything at it. I finally got to see it today. Uh, I told you my feed went out for a while, so I got to see it. I originally had only seen part of it, and I was going to give it an A. After I seen the whole thing, A+. Plus. Great match, great storytelling. Uh, I like the handshake at the end, but go ahead and, and run your synopsis of it. I I loved it. I loved the match. It was an old school match. Besides uh, Darby doing a couple of uh, dives on the outside, it's basically in the ring, holds, maneuvers. Um, I, I thought it's great. There's not a grade high enough. A plus plus, and they graduated on up to college. I guess you could say, right? Uh, you know, great match. I didn't care much about the handshake at the very end, and we know Mr. JC. He probably ain't gonna like it either. That to me, that would be the only thing that he can talk bad about that match. Probably. Um, but it, it was a great match. Probably one of the best matches I saw in a long, long time. No interference, none. Nothing. Clean. And 
is CM Punk, uh, just to go, I think Roman Reigns is the biggest star in wrestling right now. Yeah. He's on the biggest stage. Is CM Punk too? Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I think he is. Um, you know, he's just been in for, what, maybe three weeks now? And he's already moved up to number two because, uh, I mean, you could. We waited you, a long you, time. Yeah, that's why, you know, I was trying to put in words what, what you just said. Waited a long time and you could go to wrestling matches. You could watch it on TV and you'd always hear a CM Punk chant, regardless of who it was, where it was at. You would always get probably one CM Punk chant, if not two. You're over, dude. When they're chanting your name, you hadn't wrestled in four, five, six, seven years, wanting you to come back. You are over. They're not doing that for The Rock. They're not doing that for Cena. They're not doing that for Austin. CM Punk is over. He's probably the second most popular wrestler there is. All right. Where does he go? Last subject, CM Punk. Where does he go next? I think he wants to put somebody over, some of these younger guys over. So top younger guy would be it's not Darby Allen, then it's Jungle Boy. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, Jungle Boys, maybe a MJF feud somehow. MJF's over, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's over, but imagine a feud between MJF, CM Punk. How could that, you know, how would that work out? And, and by what happens later, I don't think CM Punk is immediately going to be thrust into the world title picture. No. Because next, in the world title match, in a good match, not a great match, they call him the seven-star bout machine. Kenny Omega, I, I know, doesn't care for him, but I I <laughs> loved it. And Christian Cage is a great wrestler. They put together a good match. It goes about 20 minutes. Never once did I think that, that Kenny Omega was not going over. It's the only thing I didn't like about it. Um, and maybe that's my, me knowing too much. Did you ever have a feeling, hey, Christian Cage could walk out of here with the world title? No, because I, there were several matches like that tonight, or excuse me, Sunday night. You know, you knew that CM Punk wasn't going to lose his first match. You knew that Omega wasn't going to lose either. You knew Miro wasn't going to lose, and you knew the good doctor wasn't going to lose. So there's about four matches that you knew the outcome. But, man, they were still such great matches. It was still great to watch. And on most of those, you still had a little doubt every once in a while. So that's how great these uh, people were by putting some of these other people over. Pretty cleanly, a little bit of interference. Um, Mega wins. Uh, retains his world title. Uh, did you like the finish? I thought the finish could have been better, but it was it what it is what it is. Well, I, I'm going to agree with you because I really don't remember what the finish was because. As somebody says, the afterbirth was the highlight of the match. All right. So, yes. Uh, and we have five minutes. If we go longer, that's okay. This one might take a minute. Kenny Omega gets the mic. Celebration going on. Uh, Jurassic Express hits the ring, and there's beat down, too. Again, putting Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in a big position. Uh, Omega is like, he tells them anybody that could beat him is retired, da-da-da, and uses the line, or dead already. Of course, when they put Adam Cole out of the Bullet Club, and also when they put Marty Scroll out of the league, for one second I thought, oh crap, it's Marty Scroll. When it comes on, the first thing that hits is, Adam Cole's music, where it was a huge pop, man, for Adam Cole. It was. It was a tremendous pop, nearly as good as when CM Punk came back, as far as the loudness. Not as long. It didn't go as long. The loudness. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It, it, Is Adam Cole, baby, 
over more with the indie crowd and the AEW crowd than he was in the WWE. Yeah, because nobody in the WWE really knew who Adam Cole was because he never did make it up to the, quote, main roster. He was always, he put it in baseball terminology, he was always that hitter that could destroy uh, uh, double-A and triple-A baseballs, but when he got up to the majors, he couldn't hit hit the balls. But He was never given, the problem was he was never given a chance. I think he could have hit the ball in the majors. I think well, he could have been the biggest star on Raw or SmackDown. V, VKM his, says he couldn't, so there you go. Uh, yeah, VKM also said the next guy we talked about <laughs> couldn't either. He had to prove his own way that he could. So Adam Cole, baby, hits the ring, does his normal Adam Cole walks, you know, uh, and he starts going, do you remember what you guys did to me? And they were when they kicked him out of the elite to go to the or the Bullet Club to go to the to the um, WWE. It was it was a you know the Bucks kicked him out with Omega's direction on a Ring of Honor show, which was kind of a legendary Ring of Honor mean um, a legendary Ring of Honor. Uh, and you should Google that. It's a really good. It's really good. Um, so at first I'm like, okay, he's coming back to get revenge for them to cook him out of the Bullet Club. Then, and I think he's going to feud with because of what happened next. And in his press conference with Tony Khan, the first name out of his mouth, he super kicks Jungle Boy. First person in the press conference he talks about Jungle Boy. So I think Adam Cole, Jungle Boy, it's going to happen. Uh, and then the how about? How about a mixed tag team match, Jungle Boy and Anna Jay against DMD and Adam Cole? Didn't think of that. Good book. Bay Bay. Bay Bay. He kicks the uh, Jurassic Express. The Young Bucks kiss him, literally. And Kenny Omega takes the mic and says, what do you think? Adam Cole is one of our closest friends. Crowd dies. Adam Cole goes, who in his famous line, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? And they pop again. He's the yes. heel and they're popping all over the place. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, he he kind of stole the show from CM Punk a little bit. So now he gets the mic again and he goes even farther about uh, da, 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 you know, we're going home, and Omega goes to do his famous good night, good riddance. And about then, I, I think it's called Flight of the Icarus, I'm not sure. Plays, which is Daniel Bryant's old music from the WWE, but it's Brian Danielson's music in AEW. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't use the term American Dragon, though. Right. Comes out. And again, I think he, I think Cole stole a little bit of his pop because the pop for Brian, Dan, or Brian, yeah, Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson, not Daniel Bryan, wasn't as big as I thought it would be, but he makes his way down to the ring. It, it was a pretty good size pop. I, I don't know, uh, at least on what I could hear, it was, it was a good size pop. It was maybe close. not as big as Cole, it. maybe not as big as Cole, but it was a good size pop. And I, comes I mean, into the ring, squares the ring off, and obviously they go at it. The elite, uh, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Br- Brian Danielson go at it. And they, the good guys clear the ring. Brian Danielson gets the mic and cuts, I thought, a really good promo. Real quick, basically saying, I think his tone was the same for the all night. You know, CM Punk kind of said, I'm here to work for the new guys. Adam Cole said, I come from my friend. Brian Danielson in a wrestling move goes, I'm kind of here to kick everybody's ass. (laughs) Yeah. Basically in a nutshell, yeah, that's what he's here to do. So and there's some great matches that can take place. I mean, oh great matches God. that can take place now. We could go another hour just about that. Um, what do you give the main event then? The match, I give a B 
The afterbirth, they give an A plus. I give the match an A minus. The afterbirth, I give, or the aftermatch, uh, I give an A plus 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 plus. AEW. Last question tonight. We've ran long. Is AEW to me with these additions are now legitimately in place? I, I don't think it's no longer. Could they be on TV next to uh, NXT and win? I, I think you could put this, what you will, on Friday nights. I think AEW is going to be just fine against SmackDown. AEW is here to stay. They're they're done playing games. They're here to make a name for themselves. And I've got a question for you, real quick, before we go off. Have you ever seen a show have as many debuts as this one here? No, uh, and they had to pop it because it is their WrestleMania. I thought they would keep at least one for Arthur Ashe, which now makes me wonder if there's somebody at Arthur Ashe coming. Is Yeah, that, you know, the Arthur Ashe thing is just something that I think I've came up with saying somebody's got to be there. I don't think they've actually said that somebody's going to be there, but, you know, could it be – Woo! Going to show up there. It, you know, um, I, and I, I listen to the post conference, press conference more than you do, where Tony Tony Khan basically spends a couple of hours with the media. So did Adam Cole done a thirty minute session. Brian Dan Brian Danielson done a thirty minute session. Uh, Brian Danielson's were real interested. Uh, I really think he's the first. I think Adam Cole, as soon as he knew his contract was up which he didn't even know it was up when it was. He honestly admitted it was surprised. I think the moment he knew he was free, he was headed to AEW. I think Brian Danielson struggled to the very last moment with the decision. I don't think he can compete in New Japan right now with the COVID situation, yeah. but I think part of his plans is to complete, is to have an American base at AEW, but to compete in AAA in Mexico, New Japan, and maybe even possibly go to Europe and do some stuff over there with, you know, there's some big companies now coming in Europe. Um, oh. So uh, I think Daniel Bryan is more like, hey, hey I, I think he wants to live out his last few years. I don't think it's a long-term career. I think his contract's probably a couple of years. I feel CM Punk's maybe four or five years. Um but it was really interesting. I'm very excited. CM Punk is kind of up in age a little bit, but seven years of no competing night in, night out and all that, he's got to feel refreshed. At 42, he is at his prime to me. Uh, Adam Cole's only 32 years old. You think about his future. Yeah, you know, CM Punk, you got to look at seven years not wrestling. That puts him kind of back at 35-ish, you know, to a certain extent. Uh, but, yeah, oh, man, so many great matches and all that. We may have to come up with a special show of just fantasy booking of a future AEW matches and uh, see what happens. If I have one that I want to see that's never been saw, saw anywhere, it is – Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. I think wrestling wise, that's even better than Kenny Omega and CM Punk, but we'll find out. Um, anything to close out the show for you tonight? No, hope everybody had a great weekend, a holiday weekend, and uh, looking forward to get out and support the local your local teams this weekend. Everybody's in action, hopefully, this weekend as far as high school, college, and professionals, and uh, good luck to everybody's teams. Well, the high school game of the week that we're kind of interested in is happening at Savannah with Savannah and Fife, the two coaches that was willing to get on here and talk to us. So uh, I know yeah, you'll be I'd looking forward to, to the schools. You'll be looking forward to the scores that I'll be sending you every chance to get. So, um, you know, uh, go out and support the youth of America. I was, on, I was on the phone with Jackson County tonight, uh, who we play up around the Kentucky line, and I kept throwing hints at them. They already just canceled. <laughs> anyway, for Howie Cunningham, for Howie Cunningham, for Howie Cunningham, Randall Cunningham, 
Randall, the real show, and the Allie Chaney. Good night. God bless. And in the words of Kenny Omega, I bid you a font adieu.